Today, I get to introduce you to Kay Leggett, otherwise locally known as the houseplant hippie. Kay was born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina, and a multi-generation family entrepreneur. While she currently slings her love and knowledge about houseplants all over the local area, she actually just moved back here when COVID put a halt to her dance career. So often we would think the dance and houseplants have nothing in common, but as you'll hear in our episode, it makes just the right amount of sense for this manifesting generator. While I close out this segment of the podcast doing human design readings, in many ways, I am saving the best for last. Kay and I get to talk about so many of my favorite topics that really seem to speak to her as well, including how our mind is not an authority how to tap into the body, and all about how to stop abandoning yourself, even if it might disappoint others. Take a listen to this episode. I know you will love Kay as much as I do. And please, if this podcast is speaking to you, subscribe, leave a review, and share it with others. Hi, Kay. Welcome to uh, the Reclaiming Her podcast. I'm really excited to have you on today. Hello, hello. I am so thankful to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so for those of you who don't know Kay, she is the owner, operator, creative genius behind the houseplant hippie here in Raleigh. And um, I swear this business of hers is just blowing up because I see her everywhere. I see you everywhere. Uh, yeah, I, I am really, really thankful. Our our Raleigh Durham Triangle area has been so supportive. I'm really thankful. Um, it's such a cool little thing. And you know, why don't you why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and really like where this idea came from? Um, just mm-hmm. so everybody has a little bit of, you know, knowing of who you are. Yeah, sure. So I'm Kay and I run the Houseplant Hippie, which is essentially um, a multifaceted houseplant business. Um, When I started it last year, we were in the middle of um, the pandemic and I had moved from uh, living in Brooklyn for a couple years uh, because I was born and raised here in the Raleigh area. Um, But before I was a houseplant fanatic, um, I was heavily studying uh, dance and I had a dance career. Um, but of course, you know, New York shut down. And so I moved back home for a little while to kind of reset, recalibrate, and everything was so uncertain and no, none of us really knew what was going to happen next. Um, <clears throat> and I've always had this innate love for houseplants in particular, because my family has a history working with plants and I'm a part of a multi-generational like plant loving family. Uh, And we've all made careers out of it. So I'm born and raised in the garden, working at our family's garden center. Um, But I've always had a innate pull towards houseplants. And um, actually, even when I was living in New York, I ended up um, for a little while, my full-time job was working with uh, a lot of houseplants before I moved back to North Carolina. And so um, it's funny because right before the pandemic hit, um, I was getting coffee with a girlfriend of mine who ended up being like my right hand and genius with getting everything started uh, with this whole project. Um, Shout out to Liz Harder because she's incredible. Um, But we went and got coffee and I was talking to her and she was like, oh, like, what, what would you, what do you want to do? Like, what do you see yourself doing? And I was like, well, of course I want to dance, but I've always had this idea for this houseplant business. 
And so I kind of started going into depth with her about like what that looked like. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is such, such a great idea. Like, how can we move this forward? And I was like, well, I don't know, because like, I'm really focusing on dance right now. And she's like, okay, well, when you're ready, I'm ready. So that was kind of like an houseplant hippie was an idea over coffee in New York. So yeah. when the pandemic oh, wow. hit, I, you know, I was, I, I, I was at a loss, like being 100% candid. I felt like I had kind of lost a piece of me because I'd spent all this time, like saving up and getting ready to make this big move to a big city. And I was just getting my feet wet. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, and cut, go home. <laughs> so, oh, wow. um, so I, you know, I spent a lot of time on our family's farm. I was working with my family and taking a lot of time to go back to basics and really just be within myself and reflect and like, what am I going to do next, basically? And so I was like, well, I don't have anything to lose. So I'm going to make this house plant business happen since the world is on pause. And at that time, it was just so ironic that houseplants had be become such this big craze with everybody during COVID because they needed to have life and good energy and, and high frequencies in their space because we were all home. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, all these, all these newbies to the houseplant crew, you know, they probably need a little bit of help and they probably want to be able to grab plants, but not necessarily go in a, a really busy store. So I decided to make a mobile plant shop and, um, I basically bought a seven by 14 cargo trailer and then had someone work on it for me <clears throat> to create, a something that would be adaptable for houseplants for me to carry them around the area. So, um, I started working on it in, at the end of 2020 and it was ready to roll by March, 2021, which is when I started you know, really blasting it on social media and being like, Hey, like I finished this mobile plant shop. Anybody have any suggestions on where I should go in the Raleigh Durham area? And that's when it just, <laughs> everybody just had all these like great suggestions. These markets started reaching out and saying, Hey, please come to our pop-up neighborhoods. Just started saying, Hey, like our, um, our community would love to have you come out. And it just, it's grown from there. And I am so thankful because I've had such a blast turning something that was an idea over coffee into a full-grown business um so that's kind of how it started and that's how it's going now <laughs> so so much fun well you know and and um just for the listeners we've already shared this but I've been connected to your family for a long time now and so you know when your mom started sharing what you were doing I got I started following along and became familiar and just got to watch it kind of grow from you know your very first like you know plant a cocktail I think on Instagram yeah 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 and to um you know what it is today and then seeing again like it being shared all over the place and and just yeah so much fun and so you know then from my lens of course I'm like oh I wonder what her design type is and I was like she's got to either be a projector to be able to have uh -huh. this vision for this plant-based business or a manifesting generator to go from a dance career to a plant career because they're so different and you're a manifesting yeah. generator so um okay so that is so cool I, I can't <laughs> wait for you to dive in and tell me about this this is awesome Okay. So, um, so yeah, so you don't really know anything about human design. So I'm really excited to be able to share it with you today and just see where we, um, where we go with it. And, mm -hmm. you know, we chatted for a couple minutes before we pressed record and it sounds like the word that really is resonating with you right now is clarity. 
Yes. Looking for some clarity within your business, looking for some clarity mm-hmm. with relationships. And so maybe we can give you a little bit of clarity today. Um, I love that. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So I'm going to go over just a couple of like basics with you, you know, <laughs> what your design okay. is, how to use it, what all that stuff means. And then okay. we're going to jump into a couple of things that stood out to me and then um, maybe some spaces and places where we can get some clarity. So um, I love that. So first and foremost, your design type is what's known as an, as a manifesting generator. So there are four different design, human design types, and then there's one subtype. So a manifesting generator is the subtype of a generator. It's kind of like a mix between a manifester and a generator. And what that means is that you are somebody who is here with varied interests. You probably have a lot of different passions and a lot of different projects and can get excited easily. And (laughs) that is definitely me. I have like 10 projects on my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's like different hobbies. Sometimes that can be really confusing for people because it's like, what do I want to be when I grow up type of a thing? And that you want to be a lot of different things. And the world right now is telling you, well, that's not really how it works, right? You're supposed to like go to school, get a job, kind of do that until you retire and die. Right. And, and, you know, and then you've seen it also in your family, right? This multi-generational business. So you've seen like, well, they have been able to kind of like stay the course with things. And so that can be really hard and confusing. So I love talking to manifesting generators and just being able to like give the permission, you know, here it is, if you needed it, that if you have multi-passions, you're supposed to, right? I love that. Yeah. You have the energy to be able to go all in on them too. So they might last for two months. They might last for two years, whatever, but just, just know that you have the energy to be able to go all in on them. That is amazing. I, that is the first time I've ever heard someone say something like that, because like you said, and the model that we have at this time is you have an idea, you stick with it, you let it become your passion and it has to continue to stay your passion. And I, I mean, dance has always been creating a dance career out of um, what I've learned over the course of my life, obviously is a huge thing for me, but I have been finding, especially in the past couple of years, um, a lot of rest and assurance and knowing that everything has seasons and not everything is supposed to be a lifelong season. <laughs> um, with dance being one of them, I, you know, started to feel discouraged because I was like, man, you know, like I'm having more fun right now. I'm just being fully candid. Like I'm having more fun and I feel more passionate about this thing that I'm doing right now than dance, which is what I've committed my whole life to. And, and I want to do this more than dance. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? But having the permission to say, you know, maybe it's just not that season right now is so beautiful. And I am so thankful to hear that from you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, and, and maybe the season will return and maybe it won't. Right. Like maybe you're just this evolving person. And so, and you're meant to kind of be able to go and bring life to all these different creations that you have inside of you or all these different passions rather that you have inside of you. Right. Right. I love that though the it's it's the permission to say you can have different faces you can have different things that are important and passionate 
to you without it being that you're a shifty person or that you start things and you like you can do things you can do if that is your personality and that's how you are created to be then it's okay I love that I think that's great Yay. I know it's so fun to be like, I love that with, you know, manifesting generally just because it's so different than what the world is conditioning us to be. Right. And those words, right. Like flaky or, you know, not being able to follow through or see it through the wall or whatever. Those are all like negative qualities that we give to people. And it's like, well, that's, that is though that whole rhetoric is created by those who, who weren't able to fulfill them all. Right. Who weren't able to fulfill these multi-fashions. And so, um, so yeah, stand strong in it. Thank you. Yes, that is, that's huge encouragement. I'm, I'm feeling really blessed right now. Thank you. I, I can't wait to hear more. Okay. I'm just going to stop talking because now I'm getting like really excited. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> um, human design is deep, right? There's so many layers. And so we're going to touch on a couple of the layers, but it's so like you said, you liked astrology. And so just like astrology, it's like, you can mm-hmm. live in your sun sign forever and just know that. But then all of a sudden you get into like moon sign and rising sign and planets. Yes. And, and then it becomes a whole nother layer of a whole bunch of things. <laughs> it's kind of like human design. There's so okay. much. Um, okay. So now it's, there's something in human design called your strategy and your strategy is how you use your design. Right. And so when okay. I say design, I'm talking about like your energy, how you move about your energy in the world. And so as a manifesting generator, it's very interesting because you're kind of, like I said, you're this hybrid, you're this in between. So you're, you're mostly a generator, meaning that you are right. to respond. So a lot of times that means that like, you know, when an opportunity, right. So like the coffee thing, right. So you have this coffee meeting with somebody and then you kind of like, you're kind of waiting, right? You're waiting for right. time. You're waiting for something like a pandemic or for some other opportunity for, for you to actually take action and to respond to that. But there's other times where you actually do have some initiation capacities and qualities within you where you can kind of go out and make things happen. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a something to play with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now your authority, it's called your authority. And what, um, what I love about authority is authority is is in, in today's world, we call it our intuition, right? We're like following okay. intuition, right? Meaning, mm-hmm. meaning your inner knowing, your inner compass. Mm-hmm. Right? In human design, we actually have a, a whole center de- dedicated to your, like what your actual intuition is. But in terms right. of your <laughs> inner knowing, we call it your authority in human design. And the center in the space that you have your inner knowing is your emotional center. Now that can be a little bit when, when we're talking about clarity, right? Is that you're mm-hmm. never going to get that like absolute clarity that you might be mm-hmm. looking for is because our emotions come in waves. They're not static. They don't stop. They don't like, it's not like you're like happy and then you're happy forever or you're sad mm-hmm. and then you're sad forever, right? They come in waves. And so even something right. like your business, right? Like when you're, I mean, when you're getting a business started, you're so excited. Right. right. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And like, you know, you're, you're birthing this new thing and like, you're filled with excitement and then you hit a road roadblock and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Right. And this is like the journey. That would be right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally reading my life right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, well, okay. So, and this is more like when we're making a decision, like, so think about when we're, when you're just getting started right? Like you might hit a roadblock or you might like somebody have, would have reminded you of dance or New York or something. And you're like, Oh, maybe this isn't the right step or right. the cost, to, like some, some, some sort of a hurdle. Right. So you kind of ride this emotional wave for a little bit until you get into like a nice centered space where, where then you're like, okay, 
this is it, right? Like when yeah. the emotions kind of stop with the highs and the lows and they kind of get to this more um, steady spot, that's when you can make <clears throat> your decisions. And so it really is all about how you feel. So when you right. are checking in and trying to make a decision about something, it's really, you know, it's not following, um, um, I was going to say it's not following your gut, but for you, it's partially following your gut too. So I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is, you know, how does this make me feel? Hmm. And then we combine that with this, this sacral energy, because you have a defined sacrum and in your sacrum, that's your gut and it's following your gut. And you're going to get this immediate yes or no. Hmm. Right. And so you want to ask yourself those closed end questions. Wow. So if you're, if you're comfortable, do you want to give me a specific question that you are pondering right now that you're looking for clarity and either in regards to your business or your relationships? So literally right before we got on, on this podcast call, I was sitting down trying to reflect on this whole season, right? Um, Which has been incredible with the truck and with the business. And because the plant um, industry is seasonal, now I'm bringing things to a close for the season. The choice is up in the air for what happens next year for me. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I want to move forward? Do I want to give my energy? Do I want to continue to give my energy to this business and make it grow and add things and, you know, hire people so that I can really move this forward and start to let it run itself so that I can move on to other passions, right? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to take a step back from this for a little while and kind of reflect on how, you know, it's been so great, but maybe I need to, instead of making it grow right now, let it rest Mm -hmm. for a little bit and move on to other things that are in high priority as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my question right now for Houseplant Hippie. Um, okay. So, okay. So I'm going to ask you a closed end question. Cool. Okay. And then if you can answer with an mm-hmm or an mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Good. Good work. Okay. Do you want to grow houseplant hippie right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I again go I going back to we kind of talked about this a little bit, going back to Libra, like it could go either way. I'm looking, I, I'm looking to I can see it growing right now. <laughs> this is probably not helpful to you at all. I can see it growing right now. I can see it taking a step back right now too. Okay. That's why I have so such I a hard time. I want you to get out of your head. Okay. Right. Because right now you're using, you're using all the words that go to your head. So I okay. think and I see. I think and okay. I see. Okay. And I want you to really identify with your body and how you feel. So what is happening in your, like in your tummy, in your gut, in your womb space? What do you feel when I ask you, do you want to grow? Or, and, and let's flip it. 
do you want houseplant hippie to take a rest? No, mm -mm. no, I, yeah, I, I want the business to grow. And then there you go. Wow, that was really easy. <laughs> that was that was way easier than a lot of my my mental flow goes. Wow. Okay. Okay. So now okay. here's here's one of my favorite things about human design, but and like why I love it because I shared a little bit about like what I do, right? So I do mm -hmm. more like emotional healing and trauma healing, and I focus on the patriarchy, but um, but what has blown like what i love about human design is understanding your authority and how powerful that is and then when you so in in are you familiar with um like the chakras the seven yes centers? okay <clears throat> so in human design we have nine energy centers rather than seven and so what so we look at those those nine centers and within those centers there are only a couple of them that are your authority so there's like the emotional the splenic the sacral right those, those are the like and then the the ego the heart center those are the only ones that can be your authority and so like i said your inner knowing you're like head honcho boss that tells you what's up with you and your soul mm -hmm. okay none of those are your mind Hmm. There is no authority that comes in your mental centers. So think of how we have totally jacked ourselves and overwhelmed ourselves and created so much unnecessary anxiety by putting all of that pressure and that stress and that burden on our mind when it doesn't, it's not the one who gets to make the decision. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I do a lot of decision making up here, <laughs> mm. up here, um, and I do a lot of option weighing mentally. I don't mm. really allow my gut to be involved in my option weighing just because I've never really thought of it that way. Wow. Okay. Okay, so yeah. get ready for your whole life to change because if you give yourself permission to do this. Mm -hmm. Like the ease that you will find in relieving that pressure off yourself hmm. to make the quote unquote right decision. Wow. Very against uh, the indecisive Libra to have <laughs> clarity and make easy choices, like easy decisions from the gut. So this is, it is gonna, it's, it's gonna be hard. I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna probably be a journey for me. I, but I love that. That's really helpful. But the inner work is supposed to be, right? It's not supposed to yeah. be like, it's not supposed to be like a, like, I'm not here, like to provide any sort of like one, one-off fix, right? It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, now you get to go to town on the thing that really speaks to you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, uh, but, but you get to be the boss of your life, right? Not the outer world. Right. You, you're the only one, like your soul. And I, I mean, I believe this to my core, right? That your soul knows exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right? 
it jumped into this body knowing it, it had like exactly yeah yeah <laughs> what it wanted to do and and what the mission was and what turns it on and all right. that exciting stuff and yet you know so then when we talk about patriarchal trauma and we can there's so many different people are you know a lot of people call it like the witch wound and things like that 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 has been like beaten out of us like beaten out of the inner knowing that you you have it inside of you to know exactly yeah. what's right for you and right. so you know as women we've been taught to mistrust that because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on right because we're crazy and so you have to look at the outside world the outside world knows what's going on the outside world right. is better for you but that obviously doesn't make sense, right? Even just hearing those words, like feel true in your body. And, Mm -hmm. and so when you can reconnect with that and realize that it's like, okay, it's not the outside world. And so I don't need to analyze and I don't need to make pros and cons lists. And I don't need to, um, you know, make, have these running tabs to try to intellectualize or rationalize what's right for my spirit. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) That's okay. So I guess, can I ask a question? Of course you can ask a question. Okay. So then with that being said, how do you, okay. um, Another thing that I've kind of been working with is habits and trying to move out of, um, being within my old habits, maybe like, cause there, I, I have a friend, we talk about good friend, good habits and bad habits. And, you know, you want to try to lean more into the habits that are good. Cause they're not all bad. Um, and so how, how can I start to really work through this idea of working towards decisions being made from the gut more than the mind and, and not fall into a space of feeding bad habits or old routines um, that maybe I don't need to be um, putting my energy into. Does that make sense? Um, Like, okay, for example. So for me, there's two two different questions. So maybe if you can help make them one. Yeah. Do you have an example? Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let's say that, um, so let's say that, uh, let's say, and I'm not, I'm, I'm just thinking of something. Let's say that you're a, by nature, you're someone who, let's go back to the, um, oh, I I start things and I don't finish them. Right. Okay. Let's say that that's a a bad habit. Like I have an idea and I'm like, oh, this is great. I get really excited about it. I throw a bunch of energy into it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not really excited about this anymore. I'm just going to move on to something else. So we've got unfinished territory, right? Let's say that that's identified and like, okay, maybe that's not the best habit to like, you know, walk away from things before you have seen it come to a close or before you have closure. Um, so in this idea of like letting things and making decisions from the gut, how can I avoid doing things like, you know, I'm, I'm having this feeling I'm like, Oh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to walk away from it. Like, you know, even though it's unfinished, I'm going to walk away. Cause that's what my gut's telling me to do. Well, maybe, maybe that's a bad habit. 
Mm. You know, um, so if, who said it's a bad I, habit? You wouldn't say bad habit. No, I mean, who is saying? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I'm somebody who personally, right? Like, I am not going to finish a book that sucks. I'm not going to finish a meal that tastes bad. I'm not going to stay in a relationship that is toxic. I'm not yeah. going to build a business that my heart isn't in. Like, wow. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I'm not afraid to fall asleep in a movie if it's boring me. You're challenging me so much right now because I am that person where I will go and finish the book and be miserable about the book. Girl. <laughs> oh, you know, I, finished the book. I, I said I could, I said I would read it, so I'm going to finish it. No. I'm that person. No. Life okay. is too short and there are too many good books in the world. Like you've got yeah. to give yourself the space to get into the stuff that you love, right? Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. And I mean, books are, I, I'm very passionate about the not finishing yeah. a bad book. Like I'm very passionate about because I love reading and I love good right. books. And I love good books. And so I was like, oh, right. uh -huh. no, life is too short to read a bad book. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, I, I, um, I was even having a conversation not too long ago with um, my neighbor. We have kids together and she was saying the same thing and her son's only three, but she was like, I don't, and he didn't want to finish out the sport that they had signed him up for. And he's only three. Hmm. And she's like, but I just don't, and I get it. I totally get it. Right. Like, I just don't want to teach him that he can just quit things without following through. When I exactly. I understand. I understand right. that level of reasoning. However, at three years old, you are a genius. The world has not convinced you that you're not a genius yet. Like yeah. you're a genius, right? Like you and your little self knows exactly what you want. And yeah. so how beautiful that he right. knows that, right? Our role as parents and our role as humans is to expose ourselves and expose our children to different things and offer it up to them, offer right. the opportunity up for them. And then when their little genius already knows, oh, how beautiful, how beautiful yeah. that you know that you don't like soccer and now you like t-ball. Like, right. oh, so beautiful. Like that you, yeah. like I got to offer this to you and that's great. Quit it quit this yeah. if it doesn't serve you quit it yeah hmm wow wow okay so then what do you do about unfinished spaces and unfinished business they ju you just leave them there I mean yeah <laughs> okay this is I yeah I mean I am this is I'm not going to say it's new to me. It's just, if I, I am really, um, I'm that person that finishes the book. Mm -hmm. I'm that person that stays up during what well, try, try to stay up during the movie. And you know, it's, it's that, that I wouldn't even call it a fear. I would say it's the feeling of the need to finish on the account of not being a quitter or not being someone again, like your neighbor was saying, not to fought like the, the kind of person that can't be dependable or reliable um, because you don't know if they're going to quit or not quit. Um, 
And so that's, this is, it's kind of new territory for me. Um, look at what, what the decision is ultimately, right? Like, okay. So we can externalize what the world has taught us, which is to not be a right? But guess who you're abandoning? You might not be abandoning that business. You might not be abandoning that sport. You might not be abandoning that, uh, like that movie, that book, that whatever, but you're abandoning yourself. Every Mm. single time you choose this external thing over yourself and what your inside is telling you, you're abandoning yourself. Mm. So who would you rather abandon? Not me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your relationship with yourself or a business, your relationship with yourself or a bad book, your relationship, right? Like that's what you, that's, that is what it boils down to. And so, yes, the society has taught us like this one thing that this is what this means about you. Yeah. Which is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Because the work, um, and I, I just went through with my yoga certification not too long ago. So a lot of the, this is the yogi teaching is about like the focusing on the inner self. And, um, so that makes a lot of sense to me. I, you know, you can't, you can't really dive into, I guess, really can't dive into, um, your most authentic inner self. If you're constantly abandoning it, like, when you can't or, show up for anything or anyone until you show up for yourself. Exactly. Wow. So good. So good. This is about to be my homework for like indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay. Do you have any other questions right now? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I just want to listen. I am I am so excited about this. Okay, yay. Um all right. I'm trying to figure out where we want to go to next. Okay. So, um, one of my favorite things is, uh, I call them your key signature emotions. So obviously we all, uh, we all feel all the emotions. We all experience all the emotions, but depending on your design type, there are like these two signature emotions that really cue you in as to, are you in alignment or are you out of alignment? Mm, mm-hmm. the, the key emotion that you are in alignment is satisfaction, is joy, is excitement. So when you are saying like, I'm having more fun doing this than I ever had doing dance. Well then mm-hmm. great, you are in alignment. When it's not mm-hmm. fun anymore, it's time to jump ship, right? Mm. When the, when it's time to, to leave it, to abandon it, to not finish it, to do whatever you need to do, to close up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the sign, and that's not like the moment you get, you know, the, the one time you're not having fun, but overall, right. Overall, what's the, the right. And the, the feeling that you're out of alignment is frustration. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Right. So, right. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So can you dive into that a little bit more? Um, well, let's see, where do we want to go with it? Uh, you know, I think, I think what is so powerful about emotions in general is that there are teachers. They are not mm-hmm. meant to be coped with. They're not meant to be escaped. They're not mm-hmm. meant to be, we're not meant to chase one and run away from the other. So it's not like right. oh, you have to just go chase the things that make you happy and excited and satisfied and run away when you're feeling frustrated. 
rather it's it's a teacher right so when you're feeling we just don't tend to learn from the happy ones because we're too busy or to, from the positive ones because we're too busy enjoying them um, right instead we just try to numb cope dilute and hide from the ones that we don't like and so you know when you're feeling frustrated with something what i would always do is pause and say okay what's this here to teach me right mm. What is this here to teach me? And then let your gut respond. So this is going to be something that, you know, and as a dancer, as a yogi, I would make this your practice, right? Yeah. It's not like what pose can you master? It's how much can I get into my body and listen to that? Mm -hmm. Right. So if you want to turn your gut on and turn your head off, that's what I would do. I mean, I would, I would, I, I, I believe that like once you once you are able to listen to your full body experience, like it's even funny, like my whole language has changed, not to everybody because not everybody understands this, but, mm -hmm. but to a few select people in my life, I, I, I try not to say, let me think about it anymore because I don't want to think about anything. I'm like, let me run this through my body. Hmm. let me run it through this full body experience and see what happens see what you know if it rejects wow. it, it back out or if it like oh if it like eats it up and you know like a warm hug embodies it embodies it right. is what it is right like i want to embody this and if it's a, if it's an embodied thing then it's oh this is the right thing for me and so right. you know it's it's that's what i would see is like when you're feeling frustrated like what's going on like get out of your head get out of the anger or the frustration or whatever that's that's cycling in your head and get into your body hmm. about this is frustrated where do i feel the frustration how does hmm. it feel ah and then ask yourself okay well what signaled it what triggered it right hmm. okay cool now what's it here to teach me hmm. message behind this yeah yeah wow i love that feeling it before making you know feeling it and seeing and seeing what happens from that feeling before moving forward <laughs> like the let me think about it is like probably the theme of my life like I say that all the time like I, it's it's how it's how I innately have moved for such a long time because again like you know for me I would I the first thing that I'm going to think about doing is weighing all the options and seeing where's the good, where's the bad. But again, all of that has always been mental processing for me instead of an innate embodied um, encounter to feel whatever the feels are and, or, and, or make a choice with, within the feelings that I have. I've never thought of it that way. And I'm going to have to really, I'm going to have to really test that out and, and practice with that. Mm -hmm. um, because that, that's really important. And I didn't realize, I, you know, there's probably a lot of self-sabotage in the idea of making decisions based off of the, let me think about it, quote unquote, you know, um, because you're really not, again, you're abandoning, I guess, abandoning from and I, I may be saying this wrong you can correct me but I guess abandoning yourself a little bit more by not trusting your intuition and trusting your inner self and allowing your headspace to be the motive like that's that's really interesting absolutely I mean you just nailed it right like self-sabotage yeah. is actually self-sabotage we're not 
there's no human on the planet unless you uh, have some sociopathic tendencies. And I don't say this to be funny. I say this to be truthful. There's no mm -hmm. human on the planet that would then uh, consciously self-sabotage, right? Or even subconsciously right. self-sabotage. It's not that you want yourself to fail. It's that you just don't know, right? You don't yeah. know how to work with your inner knowing. And so we either jump into something that we actually don't want to do and then our soul somehow pulls us out or we jump mm. into something that we do want to do but we don't follow through because the rest of the world is saying no right and that's what self-sabotage is it's not actually that you want to sabotage yourself in any way shape or form it's just that you don't know how to work with your truth mm. don't know how to work with your truth Truth being your intuition. Your inner truth. Yep. Your inner knowing, your love. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Just like in full shock. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in a different world right now. <laughs> this is what truth feels like though, right? I mean, like when we say, yeah. not just your inner knowing, it's like that, like, it's like, oh my gosh, finally feeling seen and revealed and connected and aligned. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about like the third dimension and the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension, like that's what it is, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful space. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got some work to do. Shoot. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring you to two more spots because I think they're really important. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then I know it's a lot, right? Like it's, a, it's so much, but I think I oh, love it. So good though. This is so good. It is so good. Um, okay. So because we've talked a lot about the mind and thinking. So in human design, like I said, we have these nine centers. And if you pull up your chart, you'll see the centers are all of the shapes on your chart. And so some of them are colored in and some of them are white. And so if they're white, it means that they're undefined. And if they're, okay. if they're colored in, it means that they are defined. And if, okay. they're, if they're undefined, what that means is that you don't have consistent energy to that space. Hmm. Okay. And if they're defined, it means that you do have consistent energy to that space. Okay. Okay. So now this is what I find so cool is because we're going to, we're going to really dive in because you're connecting a lot to this Libra side of you, but you can have a Libra who has very different defined centers. And so we'll experience this very differently. Mm -hmm. And so you, so there's two head centers and both of yours are undefined. Hmm. So what that can mean is that the way that you make decisions can change a lot and no wonder it feels so confusing for you is because you're trying to take in all of this information and your decision or your thoughts can change based on new information hmm. that's that's very much me yeah <laughs> you don't have consistent energy and access to your thoughts to those that are yours you don't even really have like they become yours, right? Of course. But I mean, like they don't, they don't, um, they're not born with inside of you. They're like mm -hmm. a result as to like 
as a, a being around other people collecting new information. And so you could be around one person who like has a defined head center and thinks this way. And you can be around another person who has a defined head center and thinks this way. And they are like both, you know, right. And so, yeah. you, and you could be easily swayed based on that. Yeah, I, that I am. That's very much how I, I maneuver. And 100%. probably, and probably when you're away from everybody, you're really confused. Yeah. And a lot of spaces. Yeah, very much so. Um, I have like a couple, I, I would say that there are, there are a couple places that I always have maybe a handful of places that I always have like a pretty solid opinion, but I don't really have opinions on a lot of things because like you said, God, undefined. Yeah. I just, it's kind of like, um, I just feel like I'm in a mixing bowl all the time because there's, there's, there is truth in everything for everyone. So. Okay. Let me pause you real quick. I want to pause you real quick because what, okay. Because there's something very, very beautiful about having these undefined centers and it's okay. You're here to gain wisdom. Right. And what you just dropped was total wisdom is that that's it. That is the truth of all the truth, right? Is that there's truth in everything. And so these people with really defined head centers that are headstrong, right. And have these like crazy strong opinions about something. You're probably like, yeah, sure. Right. And then there's, (laughs) and you're like, yeah, sure. And they're totally different, but they're both true. Because like you said, there is truth in everything. And that is like, like the most, one of the most beautiful things about having an, an open center is that that's the, that's the beauty. That's the wisdom. But you know, this is what I'll say. And I do have a hard time getting personal, but I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to see what your take is on this because that's actually my hardest space in relationship with people. I don't ever have strong opinions almost ever. And that really butts head and clashes with a lot of people because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of spaces, um, and, you know, and in society and in personal relationship, when you're trying to be in partnership with somebody, when you're trying to be in friendship and relationship, um, where you have to align or not have to, but it's, it would be helpful to align with people. And there's a lot of spaces where I it gets called gray area a lot. Um, and that's, I mean, I live in gray. Mm. I, I literally live in gray and I don't, I black and white just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, that is a, a struggle place in relationship and in partnership for me because, you know, it makes it makes arguing difficult. It makes disagreements difficult. Um, it makes debates difficult because I'm, I don't debate. I, not really because it's, you know, if you're, if you're coming to me with a strong opinion, like I acknowledge and respect that this is something strong for you. I'm going to absorb that. And I can't necessarily always spit back out a rebuttal because I don't really have one, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's like, okay, like I, you're, your truth is yours. I don't have a rebuttal on that. 
And so that's a really uh, a struggle place. So where does that fit? Hmm. Ah, so do my favorite and least favorite topics and conversations these days, because (laughs) everybody right now in our world is just like itching to put you in a box, right? They just want to put you in a box so badly so that then they can understand you. Yeah. Right. And so you can fit in this box or you can fit in this box and you gotta, you gotta get into a box. And there's a lot of people who don't get in a box, like, because it's so loud and these boxes are so defined and you're like, well, neither one of these boxes are going to fit me though. Right. And, and, but that's on them. That's not on you. That's on them because what they're trying to do is they're trying to understand you and the ways in which they can understand you is by having, is by labeling you, right? It's like, okay, you believe this and you believe this and you believe this and you believe this. And now I can understand you instead of actually just trying to understand you. Hmm. Trying to know you and see you and be with you and hold space with you and share space with you and um, as you. Hmm. Right. And so what I believe about relationship is that the more you know you, that's kind of, I don't want to say obviously that's all you need when you're searching for a partnership or or when you're building friendships or when you're actively seeking relationship with new people, that's hard to say that, right? That's all you need. But the, as soon as you know you and you be that person, you emanate that truth out you, I, I promise you this will attract and align with your like soulmates, like those people who just want to be in your company. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I know that's a hard Uh. one, (laughs) you know, because when you're in your head, like that's a hard one, but I prom, I like, it's like one of those things that I just like know to my soul because I've experienced it. And, right. you know, I just, I, and I don't mean to seem like the, the, the old wise woman here because I'm not at all, but I mean, I spent most of my life, I'm a Libra rising. So plenty of friends, right. Plenty mm-hmm. of like, I, I can appear very likable mm-hmm. and, um, but always felt alone. I'm married. Mm. I have two kids. I've always had best friends, but I've always felt alone. Like nobody mm-hmm. fully understands me. Nobody fully gets me. Nobody fully sees me. And I, I feel that yeah. um, to some degree on some level, but the friendships that I have attracted into my life over the past three years are like seriously mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Hmm. Wow. In terms of like, oh, like these people who like really get me and see me and like, I can just like fully be me and all of the, you know, on all of the ways that don't fit into any of these boxes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, so I, I very much believe that, um, I very much believe that every soul that you encounter in any type of relationship is truthfully meant to be there to serve you and that person for whatever lessons, experience, truth needs to come out of that. Um, and I really firmly believe in the law of attraction too. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, again, and it goes back to 
not abandoning the self and letting that become the highest priority, right? Because that's what we talked about earlier. Um, and I just, I, I find that to be really interesting because I never thought about me attracting the people that I, that, that will be in agreement with who I am as a person. I've always thought about, okay, so the universe and into my life, how can I, you know, like, what do I need to do since this person has become into my life? I've never thought of it the other way around. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, that's really interesting. And, and, and I, you know, we're here for human design, but I, I, I'm a Scorpio moon, which Scorpio, Scorpios are loyal to the T. So it's, it's really, sometimes it's really hard because I'm like, well, you know, I, I identify with my son being Libra and, and having these like, you know, in my undefined headspace, but loyal to a T. So how can I figure out how to adapt, right? So that I'm not sabotaging a friendship, sabotaging a relationship. How can I like work for, work to be with in alignment with this person, right? So you're kind of like rocking my socks right now because I'm like, oh, you know, like loyalty, but like loyalty to myself. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it. I mean, but that's mm-hmm. it, right? It's just shaking up how we interpreted things in the past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's not true. Like, great, you're loyal to a T. Now get loyal to yourself. See how right. Feels, right. Oh, girl. I'm like, mm, that's going to be like a cozy blanket you know like, yeah <laughs> it feels yeah. so good yeah um okay one final piece okay I'm ready I'm ready okay. so there's something called your profile and your profile is kind of um some people will describe it as your personality some people will describe it as like the way you work or the way you kind okay. of show up in the world so and um and I, I just I think there, there it's always these two numbers and I think a six, so yours is a six too. And I think that a six is just really, I just really think they're cool. So yours is <laughs> Okay. I just think they're super cool because you're kind of like this wise sage that came to the world with this, like just this wisdom. Okay. But for your first like 30 years or so, you don't really you don't really connect with that wisdom because you're really kind of like getting your footing in the world. So you're kind of experimenting. Mm. You're kind of experimenting with relationships. You're kind of experimenting with the things that like excite you, jobs, different ways of, of kind of being in the world. And then after 28 years, we have a Saturn return, right? Mm-hmm. Saturn return. And so it's 28 years, you know, plus or minus a few or whatever. So you're starting to come into your second Saturn return. And so that's when things are kind of starting to uh, settle down a little bit. You're kind of finding your footing a little bit more. You're kind of, you know, feeling out what feels like home and who feels like home and what kind of work feels really good to you or what your passions and your purpose and those things kind of are, right? You're kind of like getting a little bit more settled into yourself. And so it's really all about your um it's really it, the whole idea of like the six is really about these Saturn returns and so those next 20 30 years or so is kind of like this like you're settled but you're still you're kind of like checking out 
things. They call it like being on the roof. So you're kind of like checking the world out and, you know, you're settled in, but you're just kind of watching and observing. And later in life is really where you become seen as this super wise sage. Like you've just got it, mm. like you've got it figured out. And then the two in your profile is, uh, is again, it's just kind of this coming with this inner knowing. Like, you know, things and you don't know how you know them. I'm pretty sure mm. is a two. I can't remember if she's a six, two, or if she, oh no, I think she's a four, two. Anyways, I remember this with her too, is that, huh. yeah, like that is, she's like, yep, yep. Like that, like you just like, once you figure something out and people will be like, how'd you know that? And you're like, I don't know, I just do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I do feel that way a lot. Um, and I, and I've always wondered like where that comes from. Um, because it, it just like innately doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes I'm like, ah, like again, going back to the gut, it's like those inner feelings, like where, where is that coming from? Like, where is the, the inner knowing coming from? I, that's, that's, that's really interesting. So with the six and knowing that you said, you said 30, like the, the 30 and on years is when I really start to come into it. Correct. Yeah. So it's, a, it's about every 20. So a Saturn return occurs every 28 years. Okay. So you have your first Saturn return at 28 years. So it's about every 30 years. Right. And so it's not right. like the day of your birth on your 28th year, like this will occur, but you'll start to feel it around those, those tw like year 28 or so plus or minus. And so then it will happen again, right. Another 28 years later. And so it's every Saturn return. It kind of changes huh. a little bit. Okay. So just past my 26th birthday, right? Yep. And so my question to you is what, well, how am I serving this return in the best way? Is it best for me to kind of write out over the next couple of years, this coming into the knowing, but not necessarily like being in that, that space, or should I be pursuing that? Like giving my attention to moving forward into it, or should I be giving my attention into, you know, this is where you are right now and it's okay. And you don't really need to pursue moving forward into this different space of knowing. Yeah, no, it's definitely not something that you have to pursue, right? You're not, you never have to pursue your truth. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pursue it. It's inside of you. And so I think that it's just about, you know, it's, it's, it's following your authority. It's going back to your authority when things arise or decisions or opportunities or things arise. It's, it's going back to your design type. It's going back to your authority and it's just following those, right. Which will be, will feel sometimes funky and murky. And like you said, it's like against what society is telling you about getting out of your head and getting into your gut and not being afraid to quit things because of what people might say or think, because you're going to choose yourself over them. And so it's really about, and so if that looks really funky to some people, because you're kind of in this experiential phase, well then so be it. Yeah. Okay. So it's the giving the permission to be in an experimental space. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do with all this? <laughs> oh like, like and for a lack of better words for for anybody who's listening that um has any kind of Christian backwards, like 
background it's like man I just had a full coming to Jesus right now <laughs> for sure right for sure oh my god what do I do with all this <laughs> well you know here's what I would encourage honestly okay okay is um is to take a couple of deep breaths right like mm -hmm. connect and reground and just take a couple of deep breaths Mm -hmm. And then allow that emotional space to kind of be there for you, right? Like, and so tomorrow morning after you've slept on it, like what is still standing out to you? What is still lingering and dance? Like, I mean, I'm really, you know, mm. just from this conversation, a couple of things that I can tell have been powerful for you is that I think you're having a lot of fun with the idea of giving yourself permission to not have to follow through and to go all in on multi-passion things. And like, you seem really yeah. excited about that. And then the other part is this whole idea of like tapping into your body and getting out of your head. But, you know, after we get off and after you reground and after you kind of have some conversations and play with it and do, do whatever feels good for you for processing it, it's like, well, what is still dancing in your body? Right. Mm. And that's the spot that's like lingering. And that's usually the one that's like calling your attention. Like, go, like me, I want the attention, heal me, pay attention to me, mm -hmm. do, like, do this, embody this, learn this. And so, mm -hmm. so that's what I would suggest in terms of, you know, don't get hung up on the one thing that you're like, but there's also that like, just, yeah. Yeah. Like, give attention to what's really, you know, calling to you in your body. Hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. Gosh, thank you so much for all this. Like, I, I don't even know if thank you is enough, but like, this has been such an incredible eye opener for me. And I'm really thankful that <laughs> you took the time to go through my human design, explain all these things to me and, and bring me clarity essentially, because there, I mean, a lot of these uneasy spaces that I'm feeling are from, I mean, just based on our conversation, they're like 100% in my control. I just have to be in a space where I can tap into it. And I really appreciate you working with me. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. Well, and thank you, you know, because in return, what you've done is that you have openly and authentically shared a piece of you with all of the people who are listening, who are probably, you know, it, the cool part about these different designs is that it's an opportunity for people to see that it's like, oh, okay, great. We don't all have to be alike. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's probably best if we're not right. Like if we just go in right. all in on ourselves and these messages that we've heard over our lifetimes, not right. all of them are true. Right. And they're not right. all false either. They're true for the right person, but that right. right person might not be you. And so what a um, detriment to the world if you were gifted this life and you were too busy trying to become this person that the world is telling you to become instead of actually just being who you're supposed to be. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, thank you again for being a guest on the show. And um, yeah, I thank you. Continue to watch how this evolves for you. Oh gosh, thank you so much. And um, also for anyone who's listening, thank you for listening to my story. I mean, I just thank you for taking the time, but also the listeners, thank you for listening. Cause this has been, <laughs> this has been so great. Thank yeah. you. Awesome.